I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Be like David Crockett. We're live. Welcome. Nice to see you. Oh, everyone. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tony going, you got to pep it up, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tried so hard. He tried so hard to get him to go, oh, what's going on backstage at Raw? About to have a hot open. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me guess. And uh, Bray? Nope, it that'd be Naomi funny. and Sasha. It's uh it's Bailey EO Sky is her new name. That's and dumb. uh Dakota Kai beating the crap out of Becky Lynch. Effectively mm. with the injury angle. <laughs> wow. Why I mean again, why are we changing the name? Uh are, copyright did, copyright. Did the music stop? Did the it's music get ready stop? to get ready to intro oh. us. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another hot edition of Corner to Corner C2C Radio Show. We're live on podbean.com, c2cradio.com, radioshow.com. Excuse me, C2C Radio Show. Holy shit. It's not like I've been doing this for a while. I'm Stan Grubb, my tag team partners. Rob Hefner's on his way. Brian Taylor, what's going on, brother? What's up? What's up with you? What's no good? Dude, we got we had Ric Flair's last match this weekend. We have SummerSlam to talk about. I don't know if you watched any of it. Um, I I saw ups and downs. I saw signs. I I I saw what I saw last night from SummerSlam. Or Saturday night from SummerSlam was potential. I I don't want to go too far into it. I think we should probably talk about Ric Flair's last match because that was. Most recent <laughs> and a lot more fun, in my opinion. Well, um, but so again, I didn't see it. I just saw highlights, right? Okay. Um, I do understand that there were like Becky and um Bianca was good. Um. So I'll go back and watch that. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure on the whole uh, booking of the let's you know put the ring up in the air. Oh my god! The tractor. Um, 
Um, Becky Bianca is definitely worth the watch. It's a mm-hmm. great match. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the best one they've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with what we saw, um, with what we saw on SummerSlam, we saw the first half. It kind of reminded me of WrestleMania, the two nights. Night one, solid show. Night two, mm-hmm. shit the bed. To me, first half, good show. Second mm-hmm. half, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's moments there that just really stood out. Like the the thing with Becky and, and Bianca was great. And I, I mean, I like that Bailey and Eo Sky and Dakota Kai are back. It was it, no one saw that coming. All great. right, so let's stop right there, though. Right? Okay. So why why why? If you know one of the complaints is changing the names, yeah, do we change the name? Uh, so I, I don't know if a lot of people agree with it. I do, only from the perspective of they're using it for trademark, and that's her actual name. So what 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 was one of our chief complaints back in the day was when like Billy Kidman and others, multiple others, would come in under their WCW names and we would find out that they weren't allowed to use it because they had too many Shanes in WWE at the time. Well, they yeah, had, but, uh, but know, this so, isn't like this isn't like she came from AEW. Right. She true, came from NXT. Which is a brand mm-hmm. in your company. So if you can use it there why don't you use it on the main stage? That's that's a good question. I mean, I was I was always a fan, and and I'm always the guy that complains that like Braun Breaker is just the shittiest Kerr. name ever. Breaker Kerr, yeah, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It should be Rex Steiner. That should be his name, or whatever they want to use. That's that's what they should have done. Like Michael McGillicuddy. What the actual fuck was that? It should have been Joe Hennig. Not Curtis Axel, not Michael McGillicuddy. I mean, that's just retarded. I know mm. that that's not a word we're supposed to use anymore, so I apologize. But, you know, it's it's irritating. So I get what you mean. But at the same time, when you think about it from a trademark and copyright perspective, trademarking someone's real name is kind of a hassle. And look what happens when they do it. Look but... what happens when that kind of stuff happens, like that it gets messy. <laughs> Sure, but wouldn't they have had to do it at NXT? So I don't know how that works exactly in NXT. I don't know if they just don't pay attention to it as much. But what I can say is leading up to SummerSlam and with SummerSlam, that was the final pieces of Vince's writing. So I don't know if the plan for Io Shirai, Io Sky now is or was to change the name but it does fit with everything he was doing all the way up until he retired but he's gone correct and you would think somebody would be like that's a dumb idea but then triple h just had the big meeting Mm -hmm. you know hey we're doing things different now right right. because see here's here's my problem with the name change Mm -hmm. right so let's take Tomasa Chomp. 
yeah, good example. Okay, so if I'm an NXT fan, mm-hmm. right, and I've shied away from the main brand, right, because guys like Gargano and Ciampa, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you see where yeah. this is going? And I've invested, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what wrestling fans do. We invest in characters. We invest in our favorite wrestlers. Like, you know, we'll get to it later, but when when Flair was done, once again, I shed a little tear. Right. You know what I'm saying? I invested in him. Mm -hmm. If you have fans that have invested, why would you then change the name? Because let me tell you how this works, right? So being a lifelong Washington Redskins fan, Mm-hmm. Guess what I no longer became invested in when you change the name. Yeah. And I think Guess. they're going to run into that for the, at least the next five years until they sure. created their own identity. Guess. Well, no. Yeah, but guess how many games I watched last year when they were just um, the Washington football team? All of them? None. Wow, you didn't watch any of them. No. Wow. I I'm 49 year, or 48 years old. How many football games did I watch? And you're wow. talking to a guy that was diehard. So yeah, let's let's holder. I was gonna say set the scene because they need to understand just how big of a fan you are. Typically. Season ticket holder, trading cards, jerseys, the whole nine yards. When the skins were on, you left me alone. Like we literally got into an argument on air one time. <laughs> We're already breaking a rule right now. Yes, right now. Yes, but again, this is this is the the issue I have, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say she she stays in the WWE for ten years or was NXT for ten years, mm-hmm. much like Tomasa Ciampa, and then you switch his name. I'm not invested in this new guy. I'm invested in Ciampa. It's the same thing with her. I'm not invested in EO Sky. I'm invested in EO Shirai. Right. If you if if you have an issue when they come in about using their real name, mm-hmm. why not switch it in NXT to begin with and then just let them roll with it? Because there are people like me. That again, maybe not so much with EO, mm-hmm. but try that with Ciampa. Try that with, say, Johnny Gargano. In two or three years, if uh, if Braun is still in NXT and gets switched up, try doing that and see what happens. You right. switching, like, just because they come up to the big brand. Oh my God, they're. No, I've watched their matches. I've bought their merchandise. I've maybe gone and seen them at, you know, at events and signings and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the person I once knew, well, that's who I was invested in. Right. And it is that simple for a lot of people. Well, and this is where I question the timing of it entirely. I, I absolutely agree with you. The, biggest issue that a lot of us have had with these name changes is when they're done case in point let's look at oscar 
Now, Asuka wasn't her character gimmick name when she first got the NXT. It was, uh, was it Kana? I think that's how it's pronounced. But anyway, on her debut, they did like the reveal of the name. And it actually popped the crowd because it was done right at the beginning. Everybody mm-hmm. then knew. Same thing with Kyrie Sane, right at the beginning. With Finn Balor, again, same thing. This was all of a sudden it's Io Shirai. And if you listen to the commentary at first, they say Io Shirai. And then mysteriously it goes from that to what's posted on WWEshop.com as EO Sky. And then EO actually tweets about it after the show is over, announcing her new name and showing support of it. Well, of course uh, you would. I mean, yeah. you know, the boss told me to change to. my name. Yeah, right. Exactly. You kind of have to. Otherwise, you're burying yourself by not, hey, that's me. Don't forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you kind of have to. I mean, Walter's another one. Gunther. Yeah, now he's Gunther. And now he's slimmed down. And, God, maybe he still wrestles the same, but that's that's not who I invested time and money in. Yeah. But I thought the whole – and that's what I thought. Like, the backlash of all that was going to be – and then, like, I thought, okay, well, they had the backlash, then they'll stop the whole stupid Gunther, you know? I don't know if I don't know if we are going to be finding out that Triple H maybe isn't quite as in tune as maybe we thought he was. Or maybe he had this all given to him and he said, All right, well, I guess it's already done. You know, maybe they already had the trademarks done. I don't know. Not saying it's something that they could stop or what. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if you could, like, for example, go through and change Gunther back to Walter. I'm sure you could. I don't know what that looks like, though, as far as the process. Maybe it's expensive. I don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, the 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 trademark mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily like. Oh, it's it's running out in six months, so we got to get him a new name. Right. No, the trademark is probably still on the books to be used by the WWE. Right. Same thing with Gunther. In in Gunther, the little fat kid that ate the sweets in um, Willy Wonka and <laughs> the Chocolate Factory. Um, oh, no, that's Augustus. I'm sorry. Augustus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my Augustus. Um, you tell Gunther he's the one that did it. And then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but you could very easily, I'm sure, switch back. Yeah. You could just just let Gunter, you know, expire. I'm sure you own the trademark for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, good lord! Smack that Ali right in the head. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. If this is one of your issues, right? And there was a lot when uh, Walter changed his name. Like, I mean, that one really blew up. Yeah, that and um, who was uh, one of those cohorts in? Uh... Imperium. That was what really pissed me off. How do you call up two thirds of Imperium? Right. You know, you've but got that, yeah. you got Gunther or Walter. You got damn, I don't remember what his name was, but now he's Ludwig, and that was just stupid. You know, it's just there's no need for it. Yeah, but you're the boss now. You can make those changes. What uh what uh, what's his name? Bob. Um. Pete Dunn's new character, Bob. Oh, Butch. 
Butch. Butch. <laughs> Butch. Yeah, that's that's going to really put butts in seats. Yeah. Well, that's that. I mean, look at the gimmick. Look at the gimmick of the of the the trio, Sheamus and Butch and Ridge Holland. What do they look like? They look like freaking newsies. Mm. It looks like a gimmick out of the 20s. Mm. Yeah. I Although mean, you took a legit badass and Pete Dunn. Yep. And turned him into Sheamus's lackey. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Which Pete Dunn should have main evented on. He should have debuted on the roster already anyway. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, to kind of what Brian was, both y'all are saying, like, I mean, you see it on Smack on Raw right now with them cheering Becky Lynch again and her smiling, you know? Right, right. But like, um, I think, I think it's, you're you're gonna suffer from too many hands in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. Um, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Well, you know, you look at for years it was Vince McMahon's way, right? Mm-hmm. And if Vince said something, then it was Kevin Dunn who was feeding Vince. Until Triple H can get rid of that, you know, you got the general right in yeah. Triple H. And now he's he's still got those people under him who are some are gonna be his people, some are just gonna kiss his ass and say whatever they want. And then just like Pete Dunn or Kevin Dunn or whatever is not Pete Dunn, Kevin Dunn has said for 30 years. You know, he's probably looked at Triple H five times since this and said or more said, Okay, Vince, whatever you want. I mean right. Triple H, Paul. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised because you know every everybody that I, you know every time I've heard you all talk, you and Brian and other people, a lot of the time it's his name is the one that comes in, you know, because he's feeding Vince a crock of crap. Like, oh yeah, that's great, mm-hmm. you know. So, well, I think there's still some lingering effects from what we've seen already. I think we will have to see what, and I've always hated this line, but unfortunately I think it applies. We're going to have to see how this plays out in the long term. There are some things being done that have been positive. A lot of the, the Becky, not the Becky turn, but the Bailey, EO and Dakota. I like that grouping name being what it is. You know, that's a totally different thing. Uh, also, with the the freedom we're seeing creatively with just their commentary. I don't know if, if you guys noticed it Friday or not, but Michael Cole is a completely different broadcaster right now. Um, yeah, I noticed no it off and he's, he's No one's screaming in his ear. Put it to you that way. Well, and I think it's going to be like that. I mean, I think everybody tuned into SummerSlam mm-hmm. expecting, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Right, right. You know, but in turn, like any business, I don't think it would be good for business for him to have like just turned it on its ear, you know? Right. Like let the things play out the way they've played out. And now like Raw and SmackDown this week, it could be like Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, you know? All right. Now let's see where you're going. Uh, well, I mean, it, for me, though, 
I want to give them a month. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe turn it on. Just to see what's shaking out, right? Mm-hmm. Because the interesting thing is, you know, one of the things that caught the WWE last time was there were too many people. Yeah. Well, I hate to tell the bobbleheads, you know, the WWE bobbleheads, but that's what you're about to get into again with the amount of superstars on your roster because now they're all flocking back, mm-hmm. supposedly. Well, but I think it, you're going to have those that were friendly with Triple H thinking they've got to open an open invitation. The question well, is, yeah. who does he say no to? But in order for for me to give Triple H and the WWE a fair handshake, mm-hmm. I want to avoid this at least a, like a month. Let right. him, let them get used to it. Let them, let's see where this goes. I would be more interested in, in it, what NXT does. Supposedly that's going to change than the main roster. Well, that's that's actually a good point because if you can reach down right now and make a, a change and immediately impact what fans' perception is of the company, it's going into the rainbow brand and saying, "Okay, we're go, we're gonna we're gonna mix this back up a little bit. We're gonna go back to black and gold because that made sense, <coughs> and then we're gonna ditch some of these lame ass gimmicks. Like I could mm-hmm. completely do without Chase U. Funny as it is sometimes, I could completely do it without." Uh, Joe Gacy and his group. They well, took the I mean, grizzled young vets and, and shaved their heads. Well, I mean, I think what you do is just like just like they made it into the rainbow brand, you know? Mm-hmm. Triple H comes in and he's like, oh, nah, bullshit, bullshit. You know, like right, exactly. I could see him coming down the ring and them having a ring apron, you know, with the old stuff underneath and him doing like he's done, you know, like, listen, this is where it all began for me. And this is, this is, this, no. And just rip it off, rip the ring apron off, you know? <laughs> um, but the names in NXT suck. Well, it's not just the names. I don't know. Have you, have you seen any of their women's division? No. Oh my God. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's worse than. I mean, it's, it's gotta worse. be bad if Mandy Rose is the champ. Mandy's probably the highlight. We'll put it to you that way. And that's sad. It's extremely sad. Um, they took what was once one of the best tag team divisions, and they outside of Diamond Mind, Diamond Mind, excuse me, you've got no other tag teams, none. They go, ahead. Just, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the bad part is they took what was perhaps the best pro wrestling show on on the planet, mm-hmm. and totally destroyed it. You know, you, like, you got so many talents there that they just got rid of and let go. Yeah, like, or why? you sent them to the main roster and pissed on them. Exactly, exactly. Because how many years, how many years, that's the only thing that gives me hope for this, is because how many years did we always say the best the best pay-per-view on a weekend is NXT TakeOver, mm-hmm. you know? And that was when Vince let Triple H run it. And that's the only thing that's got my uh, hopes up is the fact that he has let her like he had like if Triple H can have that impact on the main roster. So 
there's an interesting theory going around right now that I heard on two separate podcasts. One is with independent sensation Effie. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's pretty popular. And another one is from our favorite angry wrestling manager, and that would be Jim Cornette. But their theories are almost identical. What if the call about Vince McMahon came from inside the house? Think about this for a second. Think about this for a second. You're Triple H. You just made NXT a third brand, a viable solution to, to take over as one of the more popular brands, more popular possibly than Raw and SmackDown. You have a heart problem. You have health issues, and they basically fire you. You get told, hey, you can't get back in the ring. You can't do anything. Go home. Then they dismantle everything. And in the process, you're, you're Triple H. And basically, you're like, all right, fine. But just remember, I know everything. I know about the money. I know about the NDAs. Mysteriously, after Triple H is healthy enough, this phone call happens to the Wall Street Journal. And we get a public just explosion of controversy about i mean what do you think so while that uh, that could be a theory Mm -hmm. if i'm that pissed about being sent home to recover health-wise yeah why when i got better would i not just sell off the stock that i own and create my own company See, the interesting thing about the WWE is it's not his company. It will never be his company. He can't, you know, he can change the logo. Mm -hmm. But it will be World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. It'll be the house. It's just like Disney. It's the house of mouse. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the house that Vince built. Mm -hmm. Right? And 100 years from now, when people are going back and studying, uh, you know, in college courses, it's not going to be Triple H they study. It's going to be Vince McMahon. How he turned, a, a, you know, a bingo hall industry into mm-hmm. the single biggest entity on the planet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Vince, uh, Triple H will be, a, be he'll be, he'll be a, a note. That's it. Will be a note because no matter what Triple H does from this point, it's never going to rival Hogan and Andre. He's never going to get close to the Monday Night Wars. You see what I'm saying? He's never going to be. If he takes down, if he legit opens the forbidden door. Well, yeah, but even that, right? He's not going to hit those highlights, right? He's never going to be able to say, oh, I took. I took the WWE and made it a billion-dollar business. That's Vince. That's the guy that left. So if I was mad at Vince, I'd have been like, okay, well, I can show you how you work, how you do this. I would have become the third biggest, if not second biggest company in the U.S. Mm-hmm. He would have had the money for it. You can't tell me he wouldn't have had the backing. You can't tell me he couldn't have found the writers. You can't tell me that most of the AEW and part of WWE's roster wouldn't have been like, deuces, I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, literally, I, th- I want you to think about that. Like, he could have started a show, and his first general manager would have been William Regal. Easily. Easily, His yeah. first world Great. champion could have been Claudio. Yep. Uh, he could have probably gotten, you know, Johnny Gargano. He could have gotten any number of tag teams that are out there. I mean, literally, I mean, he could have probably gone to, you know, again, we just had the show. He could have gone to Jim Crocker Promotions and said, hey, I want I want the brand. Mm-hmm. Here's the money. You know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Let's, let's, let's open it back up. I, just, I want the branding. They probably would have sold him the branding. Mm-hmm. And in a very short time, he would have been able to start running shows. Now, granted, he may not have been nationwide at first. Maybe he is. But it wouldn't have taken him long, six months, to get up and running. I mean, think about what happens though if Vince finds out. Or Steph finds out that, oh, yeah, you just you just literally wrecked Pop-Pop's yeah. empire. <laughs> Well, that's the crazy part because Vince is still very cognizant. He, I mean, we're not talking about somebody that's suffering health-wise. If yeah. he was to find out, he's got enough connections where, I mean, it sounds creepy, but he could take care of the situation, so to speak. Oh, he's, sure. he, yeah. Nobody would put it past him. The guy is definitely capable and has done some shady shit in the past. I would put nothing past him. Well, I, you don't think he couldn't call USA and Fox? Oh, I'm sure he's got ends on both. Imagine if he was to call Kevin Dunn and be like, hey, uh, do me a favor. Because Dunn's his, butt, his boy. You, you can't tell me got... that Vince isn't already still controlling Dunn. Well, that's, that's a question going around right now also. Vince may be not backstage, but he's at home and he's – is he still writing it? You know, I mean, that's like, I know y'all don't watch NASCAR, but like they'll suspend a crew chief Mm -hmm. for three races or whatever. Well, in the past, before computers, that crew chief would then sit outside the track in a van and would have total communication. He just wouldn't be in the track. Right. You know? But nowadays, suspend the crew chief, and the crew chief sits in his media center at his shop and watches on camera and tells the crew what to do anyway. So it's like, I would hope that's not the case, but I could see, you know, I could see this being one of those moments where there's so many things that needs Triple H's time. He doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the time to keep his hand on everything, you know. Right. Until he gets his lieutenants in place. Well, dare and I he just definitely say could. the main event? The little tractor what? stunt reeks of Vince McMahon. Well, and that's that's where a lot of the reports are coming that Vince wrote SummerSlam. Yeah, but again, though, Triple F- H sprinkled in his pieces, and that was kind of it. If he's not there and I look at that and be like, uh, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to allow this. Guess what we're doing? We're rewriting that main event. 
the the tag team match with the Usos. You know, uh, oh no, I let's 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 just get a regular referee in there instead of Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but maybe next time, but but not now, right? I haven't seen it, but I hear it was doesn't live up to certain standards. You're talking about the tag match? Yeah. It's all right. I mean, it's all Street right. Profits and the Usos. They're not going to have a bad match. Um, I agree with you. I don't think Jarrett was needed. It was just – it, was, it wasn't really a distraction because he didn't really do anything. Mm. It was just they're trying to add star power because they don't know what else to do. You know, like the obvious of, I don't know, doing a title change. Nah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to let them continue to reign supreme. You've built nobody else. No one. Don't tell me the Mysterios, because God knows they, they won, what, like 12, 12% of their matches? Like, they've lost how many times? <laughs> the Street there Profits. Again. They were something on NXT. Yep. And when they came to the main roster, they were shit on. Well, the Street Profits had basically had the market cornered as far as winning the titles. Like, they won the Raw Tag titles within months of debuting off from NXT. Then they had uh, the pandemic era. They ended up doing that draft. Remember where they traded the titles with the New Day? Well, so, they were also the – they were supposed to be, I think, this generate this iteration's um, Usos. Because, by God, there's only so many ten- – I mean, sh- shit. I think they've now held them more than – Tully and Arn did. <laughs> so here's something that irritates the shit out of me. Michael Cole, uh, Saturday night, says the Usos are now the best tag team in WWE history. No, they're the most related. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> Hold the phone, back the truck up. No, 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 no. So if we're going to use their title reigns right give me another uh the new day because you think the new day is better than usos i'm talking about tag team title reigns no yeah like their reigns as in you combine all of them and let's Uh, okay okay. well uh well i mean the usos have held them for the last 10 years so i mean what about uh doesn't WWE technically own WCW's history? Yes. So could no. you say Harlem Heat? Uh, I would say I would put the Usos over Harlem Heat. I would put wow. Usos over Harlem Heat. Wow! Yes. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Harlem Heat is a great tag team, right? And and I'm not a fan of the Usos. Right, I think they, uh, when they went to the table, they lost that little spark they had. You know what I'm saying? How many times did the Outlaws have the titles? Uh, The Usos are definitely better than the Outlaws, in my opinion. The out, the only thing that made the Outlaws great was DX. You get rid of DX, the the New Age Outlaws are just another tag team. Run of the mill tag team. Yeah, but would you say the Usos are better than, like, say, the British Bulldogs or the Hart Foundation? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, what? yes. 
Yeah. I wow. mean, if you're looking at rains, like Brian said, okay. like okay. if right. you're looking at just rains, then yeah. I mean, if you're looking at star power and wrestling ability, no. No. Yeah, no. Okay, so we're just going <laughs> off of title rings. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was getting, I, that tripped me up. I'm sorry. All right, I'm with you. I mean, you. when I'm you're not. related to most of the WWE's lineage, it kind of wow. works out for you every now and then. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, though, if it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you, if you take from the first time they won till now, and like just look at the title range. Not when they weren't holding titles, but the title range. Mm-hmm. They've done some good stuff. They've beaten back a lot of opponents, right? A lot and a lot of them were better qualified to be tag champs than they were. But there was a period of time that they were like a legit tag team. I really think they've been neutered since they've been put with Roman. Because uh, I agree with you. Yeah. So, like, when they were uh, day one-ish. Yeah. Right? When they were cocky and, you know, uh-huh. the, even though if they were the good guy or the bad guy, they were kind of in the middle. They were just the tw- – they were good. I liked them. But they go with Roman, and Roman's beaten both of them up how many times? That's what drives me nuts about that. That, that, that I had the same issue with uh, Randy Orton's group legacy. Like he beat the piss out of Cody and Ted DiBiase Jr. all the time. And that's why they were I mean, with him. <laughs> look at the horsemen, right? Let's yeah. let's let's take the horsemen, right? So let's get rid of the the fourth member. Let's just take mm-hmm. Arn and Tully or Arn and Ole and Flair. Right. Right. Flair never got in their business. No. You it was never all, had. He was always supportive of him, as actually. Yeah. How long did it take for Flair to finally wrestle Arn Anderson? Years. 20, 20 plus years. Almost, yeah. And how many times has Roman beaten up the Usos? Too many. I mean, it goes back what you said. Like, if you're going Reigns, yes. But their relevancy. I mean, like Brian said, they've spent the last year and a half, two years now as Roman's bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that's that like we say in the chat all the time. There's people that, you know, there's people who say, oh, well, Roman, Roman. My problem with Roman is like, yes, Ric Flair used the horseman to win matches. No doubt. But. In my opinion, Roman has used the Usos to win matches almost constantly. Yeah. Um, and so, and and Saturday, night, argue, way, no huh? Saturday night was no different. Right. I mean, but like, it's like if you were to say, hey, Roman, you look at the last man standing match, you know? We were sitting there watching it. Remember, we talked about, all right, when's Uso coming out? When's it? Oh, there's one. You know, like it's so scripted. But like Brian has been saying, um, them as a tag team, them as a relevant relevant tag team, once they lose the belts and they lose this, this angle, it's going to take a while off TV and a rebrand, in my opinion. It's gonna it's gonna take 
you're going to have to have a feud where literally they get stretchered out. And when they come back, they have to turn. And then at the same time, when you turn them, it's going to have to be an eternal mountain climb for them. That's the only way you're going to get them back up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing about the Usos is they do have a following. Right. right? Yeah. Even though they're even though they're heels, they do have a good following. Now, yeah. I agree that you're going to have to take them off TV somehow. But when they come back, if you do it correctly, I don't think you're going to need anything more than than the music hitting. Mm-hmm. And they'll go right back up again don't get me wrong i i I do think like they are the best tag team in the wwe right now and have been for some time yeah and i think that's where the following comes from i but the fact is they've been neutered by being put with roman well and the thing is you know yet again we get proof that roman as big as he's supposed to be he still can't stand on his own well, but that's okay for his spot, right? There have been plenty. Of, I mean, Ric Flair is another one, right? But the thing about Ric Flair, Ric Flair didn't have a problem losing. Mm-hmm. He lost all the time, and he lost yep. that world title multiple times. And he did it on indie shows, if you want to call him that. Right. Right? That's record. There's, I mean, he's lost it like 20-some times. And won it back. They just don't count the the little high school shows that he lost it to the local, you know, the yeah. local guy, right? But he lost. Well, and that's where I feel like they're missing the boat on Roman. Is they built him into this unbeatable beast, you know? Pardon the thing. Pardon the using the gimmick, but um. But they've built him into this thing. They've cheated him for, like, you know, win at all costs. Cheat if you must. I'm the head of the table, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this gimmick, like like you said, Ric Flair lost. Ric Flair was just as entertaining as the chaser as he was as the chasee. Right. You know, what, he what, would what, show that what, desperation. What Flair would do that Roman has never done is Flair would make opponents. And it didn't matter if it was Sam Houston or Ron uh, Garvin. Ron, yeah. yeah. Ron, Ron Garvin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, any number of Von Erics. You know, again, Nikita. Uh, uh, yeah, Nikita, Ricky Morton, Road Warrior Hawk. Mm hmm. You know, guys that you never would have expected to be that could have been great singles competitors. And I know I am forgetting any number of what you would have called jobbers back in the day or curtain jerkers or whatever the lingo was, right? If he wanted to make Randy Mulkey look good, Randy Mulkey would have been a superstar. Right. Yeah. I mean, there supposedly Ric Flair could have made a broom into a superstar. Right. And when it came time, he had no problem doing it. Right. Right. And in my opinion, like, it's like we said, they've built him up where Roman hasn't, and we've seen it time and time again, 
How many times has him been on the mic? Has it just gone to poop? Mm-hmm. You know, he comes out, he's got the mic, and nobody cares. Right. You know, then they're like, oh, well, we'll show them. We'll put him out with John Cena. And then John Cena just schooled him, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, I feel bad for him now. Stan, I think, bought two T-shirts because he felt bad. <laughs> Does this help, bro? I'm sorry. <laughs> and literally, when he loses, yeah, what's it? What's it going to matter, right? It, you you think, oh, if Drew McIntyre or who I think is his next big opponent, is that right? Yeah, Drew, Drew in September. Yeah, so if Drew beats him. You going to get excited over? It? No, sure, no, because you know what you're waiting for. You're waiting for Cody Rhodes. Yep. And you're probably yep. going to wait until January for that, for him to come yep. back and win the Rumble. If not March. Yep. Or April, I guess. Yeah. And and then when it happens, God bless. I kind of knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. And it, so it'll be, it'll be cool and all, same. but it's not going to be the same. But right. you imagine how they could just like, Jerk a knot in people's psyche mm-hmm. and have one of those moments where Roman is, you know, fighting this person on Raw or whatever. Say so he does lose a Drew McIntyre, you know? And then you're like, uh oh, I thought it was going to be Cody. Mm-hmm. But still. You know, we know you know he's going to get it back at some point. And even be nice to do like a an AEW thing where he loses it to Drew Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre then loses it to Seth Rollins, and then you know, like, well, Drew's going to lose if Drew wins. Drew's going to lose it to Theory. Yes, get yourself ready for that. That's what's going to happen. That just accept it. Yep. If not that (laughs) night, the next night on Raw. No, no. It, I think it, the only way Theory is going to pull this off is if it's going to have to be where he's laid out in the ring. I mean, and we're talking like Sheamus, Butch, Rich, Holland come out. They beat the piss out of Drew. Roman mm. comes out there and spears the shit out of him again. Hell, Brock comes down and runs him over with the tractor just to make sure that they can do this with Theory. Because <laughs> no. Theory, Theory is not the guy. He's no. nowhere near the guy, and he's not ready. He's and what never going to be ready either. And what I would hope and what I've been hoping for is now whoever the, the guy is going to be. If it was Cody, Cody would be good in this angle because of the fact that he could play the mind games. We've learned that. But with Cody out, you know, you bring somebody like AJ Styles. Yes. And let him play the mind games with Austin Theory. And just be like, you know, you, you know, you can't do it. Come on, you don't need that. You don't need the contract. You're going to be the champ regardless. You don't need the contract. And get it to be where he just coaxes him into putting it up, you know? And like, oh, well, fine, fine. I'll put it up. And then he loses it. You know, because no one wants to see Austin Theory as a champ. Well, and here's the other part of that. And this is where I want to I make sure that, that, I, that we're speaking directly to all the bobbleheads. Do not get distracted by Dolph Ziggler. Because Dolph Ziggler is nothing but a red herring in this story. He is there to make sure that Theory loses 
every possible match until he cashes in. Because, and also because he's easy. He's the company guy. They're gonna they needed somebody that says, Hey, can you just do me a favor, stand on the outside and just kick him in the face all the time, please? Like we were talking about WCW NWA, right? Yes. Anytime they needed something back in the day, who'd they pick? Ricky Morton, right? Yep. They're like, hey, we need somebody to, to go against Flair because so and so's out. Ricky, get in there. That is that's him. You know? Yo, we need somebody. Okay, uh, Drew's not available. All right, go get. You know who to get. <laughs> who who you calling, Stan? Uh, in case of emergency, break glass. Dolph Ziggler, right? Right, right. I mean, you you, you <laughs> don't have who else are you going to call? You you you've clearly not paid attention to AJ Styles. Now, again, we're looking all the way up to now where Triple H has taken over, right? So all the way up to now. AJ Styles has been in the background, literally buried in the background. Dolph Ziggler has been in the, what, what are they called? The Dirty Dogs? The dumbest damn tag team. Anyway. Talking about two underused people. Oh, yeah. Like, where the hell is Bobby Roode? One of the legit best performers that NXT turned out. Seriously. And uh, How about, how about you bobblehead? One of the best impact turned out. No, you're right. You're right. But what I'm saying is you have a proven commodity that you've seen on your TV program. You know and what I mean? And who like, would not? You know, we're, we're talking about Austin Theory. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Stan. I've been doing that a lot tonight. But, like, we're talking about Austin Theory. You know, Austin Theory standing in the ring. And who wouldn't get excited if the lights went out and all of a sudden you heard, Doris. Yeah. You yeah, know? Because everybody wants to see that. Or, hell, they set up the the – they set the table for it with Shinsuke Nakamura. You couldn't have given that a run. Right. Nobody is saying that, that Roman Reigns can't be multi-time champion or whatever the hell. But you've got so many top-level talents that you've shuffled so far down the deck that now your only card you draw is theory. Well, I mean, the problem, like you said, the problem is there's nothing wrong with Roman being champ. Hell, we all knew it was coming. We all knew, all right, every time he was in the Rumble, he's going to win. Right, right. You know? But, you know, even Hogan disappeared for a while. You know, like, you don't need to be champ for two damn years and make yourself out to be unbeatable. Yeah. And in the way they're doing it, like the cheating with the Usos or the fact that he gets his ass whipped the whole match and then all of a sudden Superman's right at the end and whoops him with a spear. Let's, what? Let's talk about that. So we watch we watched this last man standing match at SummerSlam and Brian, I know you caught highlights, Rob, I don't know if you watched it. Highlights. Majority of the match, Roman just gets the shit knocked out of him. And typical Roman match. It was, I mean, Brock just throwing him around. He smashes him in the face twice with the steps. I swear to God, it looked like Roman's face just squished. And it was, it was believable. It was impactful. Like, these guys were beating the shit out of each other. And then we go to TNA levels of just overbooked bullshit. Suddenly we've got a tractor, and we're going to raise the ring with the tractor. 
People said on Twitter, and I, I got to agree with them. Imagine you paid for a ringside seat that suddenly gets blocked by a tractor. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Well, imagine First and you, only ever time you get to be ringside at a pay-per-view. Right. Mm. Imagine you had a brand new savior to help uh, right the ship. and. Yep, and he did nothing. And he did nothing, yeah. Or That's came up biggest... with that brain hit. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe maybe Paul Heyman and Brock are like, hey, we got an idea. <laughs> I, I know he just made him sound like Vince, but, you know, if you think about it, I could just see Triple H going, uh, fuck. Is this like the end of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> just just get it over with. Because, I mean, we talked about it, and we're going to move into Ric Flair's last match here in a minute, but I think part of the reason that Triple H, if he did make the call and stick with WWE, is one, He's playing with house money. I can't say I, I question that. I agree with you, Brian, though. From a legacy standpoint, you're still the guy that took over after Vince. You're still mm-hmm. that guy. You're not the innovator. Mm-hmm. You, you can work for it, and you might be innovative. But what, people are constantly going to say, well, you just took over what, for Vince. What do they call when you're the, the, the boyfriend or girlfriend after the breakup? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> The what do we call those? The, the rebound. rebound. <laughs> yeah. But I also I also think Stephanie probably said, listen, if you're going to do this, you have to do it with WWE. I think Stephanie was probably complicit. In you can't what? tell me. That, you can't tell me that she didn't know. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the whole what? On the one Friday? Yeah. Uh, let's give thanks to the greatest. Yeah. Pop, pop, and and sexual you, harasser, Dad. and yep. let's let's. I, if I would, I'd have been like, uh, no, cut the mic. Are you kidding me? Because you're pretty much admitting that you knew. You like literally, you're you're coming out there, you're thanking the fans and making them thank your father. Yes. Thank you, Vince, for sexually assaulting and harassing (laughs) countless talents. Thank you, Vince. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if he had retired because, guess what? I'm older than God and I want to go to my pool. (laughs) You know, then yes. We sit there and go, thank you, Vince. Right. When you Harvey Weinstein this shit. You don't sit there and go, thank you, Vince. You go, get the hell out, Dad. That's why mm-hmm. That's why I'm so glad that it wasn't like, no disrespect to them, but it wasn't Fightful. It wasn't The Observer that broke this story. I'm glad that it was mainstream because you couldn't hide from it. Now, right. whether or not Vince gets, gets charged still remains to be seen. There's a federal investigation, so it's likely – but, well, I mean, I think the only thing he can get charged with at this point would be tax evasion or some shit, money laundering. Uh, it depends on how. Lo- what's the statute of limitations on a charge like that? Is it seven years still? Didn't it used to be seven years? It all depends uh, no, if the victims it, took the money and well, said, "Okay, no, never mind." It also all it may all depend on like when it starts, because there's right. some there are some charges that the statute doesn't start. Until it's been discovered. Oh, well, if that's the case, then you've got a shit ton of people that could just be like, yeah, this happened. And you also wow. have that even though he may have done something 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but if they catch him within the statute, 
right? Then he's still going to pay for the ones outside the statue. Because well, we know like OJ. Yeah, they're going to be hung like around OJ. his neck. Yeah. Yeah. OJ didn't go to prison for all those years for stealing his own merch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he went because they got, he got away with murder. And then he wrote a book that said, if I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, literally, he, he, he can go to trial for one. Yeah. And the rest of them are going to be an albatross hanging around his neck. Because think about it. If I'm the yeah. prosecutor and, oh, Vince wants to take a plea deal. Okay. Well, you're going to stand in court. And you're going to tell the, you're going to tell us how you did it. You're going to tell us yep. your modus operandi. Mm -hmm. And if you don't tell us, you're not getting a deal. And you're telling everybody everything. And you're telling everybody. about them all. Yep. 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 You're going to talk about Laurinaitis. You're going to talk about. They say Kevin Dunn's involved. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I, I honestly wouldn't really? be surprised. Really? You don't. You don't think Bucky the Beaver's involved? No, like I, I think. No, I think he's shady as hell. I think he's part of the problem. I think Bruce Pritchard's part of the problem. I think that all of the old guard is guilty of it. Oh, they all knew. Yes. Well, there's they, also they, they, a, there's a reason that Dunn got left where he was. Out of everybody who ever got moved around, Dunn didn't get moved. So if anybody got moved around, who would know more? Right. Because Laronitis isn't always with him at TV tapings. Who's always with him at TV tapings? Dunn. Dunn and Bruce Pritchard. Right. The same culprits. It's the same circle jerk every single time. Because I guarantee you egos are involved, and they're like, I bet you I can. No, I bet you I can. See that? See that girl over there? Watch what I can do. It's mm -hmm. only a matter of time. Yeah. It, if, really Vince, if Vince gets charged, then you'll get more of them start to come out. If he gets found guilty and Laronitis gets caught up and found guilty of something or charged with something, watch what happens. The floodgates are going to open. They're going to start pointing fingers. Oh, as you soon know, as the lesser guys get charged, like Brian said. As soon as Pritchard or Laronitis get charged or brought up, oh, they're gonna they're gonna squeal faster than anybody. Well, yeah, but once the, once your top two get charged, mm -hmm. then the bottom ones are gonna fall. Yeah, the whole yeah. kit and caboodle house of cards is gonna come tumbling down. That and the fact that Vince McMahon just dumped like thirty nine thousand shares of stock last week. Vince, is no, Vince knows he's going to have to pay out big time. Well, and also the company is probably also at the point where we need to get him. Yeah. Because it's going to hurt their stat. It's going to hurt, you know, down the road. Well, that's a good point. Brian mentioned it too. He's given it a month before he really decides, all right, am I going to turn this back on or not? And he wants to see what's going to happen. The clock is ticking for Triple H. The clock is ticking mm -hmm. quickly. You've mm -hmm. got a Brian says one month. I say six. The same same rule applies like with what they did with Cody. You have a very limited time frame to make something happen. And if you don't, if you don't, you're going to see a rapid decline. I mean, bringing bringing Dakota Kai back is a great step. Sure. Io Shirai. Sure. But is do it something enough? with them. Yeah, exactly. You've got now you're flooding your talent roster again. That's not a smart idea. Even even mm -hmm. AEW, which has a huge roster, 
And even though they've got dark and elevation, even they don't do well with it. They're getting better. And they have a lot bigger of a future than WWE does with it because they seem to know how to get it done. But you can't have 100 plus on your roster and not go, well, what the hell do we do now? Mm-hmm. It, it's, well, it's, it's hard to fathom. Let's not forget Bray's supposed to be on the way back. Possibly uh, Braun. Sasha and Naomi. Yep. Oh, that's clever. Let's let's bring Braun back. Let's bring EC3 back. Yeah, let's please God no. Leave the control your narrative jerks out of it, please. Let's bring Cross back. There I mean literally he is falling into the same trap that is that his predecessor did. Yeah. Agreed. And not just his predecessor, but what Tony Khan fell into. Yep. And Tony's now having to pay for it. Which I give him credit. He's bouncing back pretty nicely, but he's got a long road. Well, see, Tony Khan's been very, you know, if you look at it, like he's, he didn't hide behind excuses. No. He came out and said, guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Sometimes there's just not enough room at the table. Yep. You know, and I look at what Triple H has got going on at very much like, and not to get political, but elections, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody votes for somebody. And then they give them a couple months, and then they go, all oh, this bullshit ain't working. When it takes a little while, right? Yeah. But you're known for what you do in the moment. So if Triple H doesn't make a, make a difference, you know, like you all said, then, yeah, no one's going to turn in. If you bring those girls back. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Back, Bailey and all those, just to make them into a lackey stable, it ain't going to work. If you bring Braun and Bray, like, honestly, I would love to see Bray Wyatt come back. Yes. You know? Could you imagine the pop? You do a pay-per-view and all of a sudden the fireflies start. I'd have, you know? I'd have had Bray come back if you really wanted to keep the belt on Roman 
I'd have had them come back and beat the snot out of both Roman and Brock. So they had a double, you know, 10 count and made it a draw. You'd have pissed off the fans, but you'd had everybody talking Then Bray was back. Uh, or you could just have Roman in the ring and then they hit the stuff and then all of a sudden there he is and he freaks Roman out. Yeah. Sorry, Brian, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So the difference, though, with the way Tony Khan's roster is compared to the other ones is mm-hmm. let's not forget why the WWE had 200-plus wrestlers they let go yep. during the pandemic. AEW was bringing them in to put talent on a TV, and they were Pen. doing it better than the WWE. Yep. Right? There's no doubt if you go back and look and compare pandemic-wise, AEW won pandemic. Absolutely. I agree with How, you. And the other thing is, to Tony Khan, while has a bloated roster, some of them are riding out their contracts as opposed to getting fired and can't compete for 90 days. And for those curious and interested, I'm not sure that there's been reports that they're getting paid when they got cut. Because I saw You're talking that... about WWE talent when they got cut? Yeah. No, they were they, Well, they got paid out for the rest of their deal. Some of them, not all of yeah. them. You didn't pay out the Good Brothers when you signed them to a big deal and then cut them a month later. Right. You didn't pay them out. I don't know if anybody's oh, no, no. gotten paid out. Yeah, they didn't buy out contracts, but they paid them. <clears throat> like if they gave, if they fired them, they paid them for their ninety days. I thought that was what you meant. So no, they they got paid yes. for their ninety days, but that was it. I mean, that's why like certain ones. You know, their contracts have expired and they're gone. I'd much rather be able to sit at catering and have a hot dog or two, you know, <laughs> even though I'm not on TV for six, seven, eight, nine months. Right. Hey, I'd show up to the ring and fired. I'd show up to the arena and put my gear on and sit there and eat a corn dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, when I say that, you know, AEW's got a large roster. They absolutely do. But the one thing I notice about them is, at the very least, again, everything could be improved. At the very least, Dark and Elevation is putting a lot of these people in action. Consistently. And it's not always great. It's not always what you would want to see. And yeah, there's stuff on on Rampage and Dynamite that could be done differently. But what I notice still, even with WWE and their very slim roster for the moment <laughs> um, is that they're still just bleeding it out and it's not getting them anywhere. There's well, no progression the, I, being done with these talents. Let's not forget though, that these, uh, some of these dark and elevation talents. Yeah. They may not necessarily be on these big time contracts. No, they're on tier. Shoot. Deals. Yeah, yeah. They may even be, pay-to-play type te- uh, deals. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I think that it's easy to... If I'm Triple H, it's very easy to just call all the people that are still free agents that you believe in and say, hey, let's get you back in the fold. Sure. That's easy. It's the hard work that he's going to have to do. Like I said, you've got a six-month clock. Maybe, maybe even give him until Mania. 
I don't know. I don't know if he could go that long. Maybe for me it's well, no, six months would be about mania time right now. So I guess we could say that. He has but to make have, strides before then. You have yes, you have to get your ratings over two point You have to get your audience growth back in line. It's not about who's your main guy anymore. It's more than that. You have to win back the people that Vince McMahon literally pissed on. And that's going to be a hard road. You've got a lot of unhappy fans that not just went to AEW to watch, but just turned off wrestling in general because they were so pissed off. Or they just said, you know what, I'm not watching it on TV. I'm going to go to the indie down the street, which is fine. You want them to support that. But if you want those people to watch your product, you're going to have to find a way. Well, what I, it, what I truly find fascinating is how they're already touting how certain people are going to go back to the WWE. Yeah. Like some of these guys have seen the biggest success of their entire careers post WWE. Oh, yeah. 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 Why do you think they're going to go back? Curious. I'm just curious for the fandoms out there. As much as I think that. Adam Cole is grateful to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. He is, one, he's on a five-year deal. Khan already told us that. But the truth of the matter is, I can't see him going back like, yep, Triple H is in charge, I'm leaving. No. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't see... You got your girlfriend there, you got the perfect storm. And I don't see, like you said, I mean, there's going to be those that jump ship, of course. But most of the ones that are going to jump ship right away are the ones that didn't get picked up right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like your Bray Wyatt's because yeah. his price tag was too high. You know, those that are like, you know, I'm going here kind of like you're going to pay me what I'm worth type thing in my head. Yeah. But, and it's not that Tony Khan didn't want to pay him. It's, you also got to look like, Without doing the Bray Wyatt gimmick, you know, it's just, you know, it's kind of like what we've talked about, stripping people of what they're known for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like you all have said, I mean, yeah, okay, great. Everybody come. And then what are you going to have? You're going to have the same thing. All right. Now we have, we're bringing all these women, but we're not going to do nothing with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Put it to you like this. Danielson's not going back. Oh, no. He ain't going back. CM Punk would laugh in your face if you were giving him a call right now. There's a reason CM Punk didn't answer the call all those other years. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get these people to just suddenly go, ah, yep, yep, we're going back. FTR's not going back. Shoot, no. They've they've had so much success that they're bleeding gold right now. They're not Not getting them out of that, and they're having fun. Well, not only that, but they're now being touted as the greatest of all time. Yep. They didn't get that in the WWE. No. Who are we talking about? WWE. FTR. FTR. Even if they so-called claim to be PG-14, there's only so much you're going to be allowed to do in the WWE. Mm Mm-hmm. If they don't get out of their collective butts and join the rest of the federations and start swapping talents or for mm-hmm. kicking in forbidden doors or all that stuff, you're going to lock yourself in in the WWE. Yeah. 
You really are. You're going to trap yourself in a, in a corner and you're not going to be able to get out because you've right. refused to just come with the times. Right. And, and this, go ahead. Oh, the joy about being a John Moxley or an FTR mm-hmm. or a Takashita or uh, Josh Alexander or any number of talent, the Briscoes, right? The joy of being in the outside of the WWE right now. Yeah. Is I can go anywhere on the planet and I have gone everywhere on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Some and of you the, have creative control. That yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, just about to say that. Yeah. Until until the E and the wrestlers in it can have the control they want. It's like you talked about. Moxley's not going back. You know, FTR is not going to go back because, like you said, they don't agree with letting everybody know that the, the world is out there. You know. Mm. Now I'm sitting here watching Champa dressed like. I don't know what. That's just weird. Um, wow. What a finishing sequence. But, like, you have the wrestlers that have the, the ability, like AJ Styles, like we said. You know, the ones that have been around. The Miz. Um, Ziggler. Shit. You got Nakamura still sitting there somewhere in a closet. Yep. You know? Get the ones that can do their promos and can do their characters because that's what's going on. You know, people went to AEW and did the stuff. They get the notoriety, but they get to do the matches they want. You know, like Brian Danielson, he gets to wrestle the way the he matches wants he wrestle. wants. Yeah. You know, and as long as the E's going to come out, right, yes, you can come here. But how we say, you know, and I see one thing that needs to go right now. <coughs> Take Gable's microphone away immediately. If I hear that little rat looking thing say <laughs> one more time. <laughs> oh, what a knee. Nice, uh, nice set of triple threat matches on Raw. Uh, AJ Styles and uh, Mustafa Ali and The Miz. Champa, Gable, and Ziggler on this other side. Both of them been pretty good. Sheesh. <laughs> so we go from WWE having a bipolar SummerSlam to something that I don't know if it's the last last match for Ric Flair, but God knows they did it right. Um, they did everything they possibly could to make sure this event mattered in a huge supercard event with NWA, AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, Game Changer Wrestling. Almost forgot GCW. Wait, um, who's WWE? Uh, well, Jeff Jarrett, because he's under contract. I saw Taker in the crowd. Taker was there. Foley was there. Bret Hart was there. Yeah, um, but could you consider legend? Well, I guess they're, they're legends. Contract. Only because they're under a legends contract, but yeah, I, I I would say. You. The other part of it is all of the different videos that came from WWE talent. Shawn Cody? Michaels, Cody. Um, Cody. Yeah, they showed that. What did they show that video like 50 times? Like Cody, four. yeah. Cody. Thanks, Rick, for being you. 
You can have as many last matches as you want, damn it. I mean, yeah, technically that's true, but we don't need to see Cody saying it all night. I love Cody like as much as anybody else, but enough's enough. Um, Dolph Ziggler, did the, he was part of the roast. Now, what I did notice was for Dolph, it was Nick Nemeth. I think mm-hmm. that's how his last name's pronounced. Mm-hmm. His was funny, though. The, the roast was funny. If you get a chance to uh, watch that, you should. It's pretty funny. Um, but, I mean, it was just a great night of wrestling. It was it was definitely a Clash of Champions feel, in my opinion. Maybe I mean, the whole thing was, like, straight nostalgia. Yeah. Right? I mean, especially for if, if you lived the, that... Uh, Jim Crockett promotions, mm-hmm. right? And again, when I when I was growing up, it was Jim Crockett promotions. That was my, you know, one and only, you know, that was my go to um, to see the set, mm-hmm. uh, to see it open with Bob Cottle, and then you got Crockett and Shivani. I mean, what more could you ask for? I like, like, I've seen pictures of the set, the jackets, um, you know, those kind of things. Like, my question is, did he blade or is his thin his skin so thin that he's back to the, if he screams loud enough, is, is it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you really got a good look. Yeah, there wasn't really a good, they, they did a good yeah. job protecting that. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I will say, though, that I think, why not, right? Last night, it should have been, like, all out, nonstop, like, let's just let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Like, why not reunite the horsemen one time and do an old-fashioned horseman interview on that stage, on that set with Shivani yeah. and, and David Crockett and just be like, you know, have them come out and Space Mountain and Wheelie Dealy kissed it, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Why not? Screw it. The crowd would have ate it up. I mean, they had everybody there. I don't know if Tully was there, but they had they had uh, Arn, they had JJ. Mm-hmm. Oli may not have been there. <laughs> That's because he knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's awesome. Yeah. Um... Let's see here. Jerry Lawler was in attendance. He was backstage before the match. Um, honestly, Jerry I Jared. was, yeah, I was waiting for just run in upon run in. I was mm. just, I was, I, cause it's, it's, it's how NWA used to do things with flair. You know, you had run ins, you had crazy shit that would happen. And I was honestly kind of what you're talking about. Just waiting for them to pull out some more stops. Like what's else is, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I mean, literally, I said it in in air chat, me, you, and Robs, right? Like, what did I tell you? Like, I'm waiting for for it to happen where Trips makes the save. <laughs> yep, yep. Are you that kidding? That would have been great. That would have yeah, been what great. A missed, what a missed opportunity! You're the man now. Yeah. You know you you said for so you said for a while. Well, you know, I'm I'm open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Well, get off your conceited little ass. This is supposedly your best friend, right? Yeah. Your mentor, 
any number of little pronouns you've thrown his way throughout the years. Benefactor, tax deduction. <laughs> Dependent. I would have. I would have. You talking like you want to do something crazy just to set the wrestle world on fire? You thought for the Forbidden Door with New Japan or whoever was crazy? Oh, yeah. I, I'm Triple H and I'm about to one up all of you. Because you could have easily had, you know, as many people as, you know, hate Flair, mm-hmm. right? Throughout, you know, story-wise, throughout the years, you could have had somebody come down, Andrade goes down, Flair's just getting pummeled, right? You're not really pummeling people. I'm not saying beat up a 73-year-old dude. Yeah, really. Let's right? let's not go too far. Yeah, let's not, let's not get crazy, right? And then all of a sudden, lights go out. The three H's pop up. Mm-hmm. It's all about the game and how you play it. He's coming down the ring in a suit. He's he's ripping the suit off. And then you could have had Undertaker come from outside the ring, right? Because, you know, Triple H may not be good enough to get the ring because of his health condition. But the Undertaker... Maybe HBK hits the ring and hits the sweet chin music. Or maybe no, he would have never... You know, listen, a, listen, a listen. Or something. He would have been running to, like, North Kakalaki or something. <laughs> He's going left and right. <laughs> and right at the same time. Yeah, he'd have shot right there. Right up 95. He'd be... Yeah, he'd be at Myrtle Beach right now. He'd have pointed to the ring and ran into the post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he could have showed up. Yeah. The entire wrestling world would have flipped their shit. I would have just, like, thrown my... Because I had to watch it on the iPad. I probably would have broke the iPad. <laughs> Literally. You know, if that had happened. And then, the again, The Undertaker... Climbs the rail, climbs in the back where everybody's got their back turned. Undertaker could have dropped a few of them. It would have been great. We we it would be like, oh, this is this is the best moment ever. If they what? had just, all they had to do is kill the lights. You didn't have to hit the gong. Just kill the lights. You know what I mean? And then yeah. boom, the Undertaker's in the ring. Yeah. Well, That's yeah, but great. I mean, Triple H, you you want to do this? Do it. You're in charge now. Mick Foley was there. He could have did something. Yeah, Mr. Sacco. Yeah. Oh. Brett Hart could have got a sharpshooter. Yes. Because all you could have said was, all Hep Flair would have had to say is, I am the dirtiest player in the game. Mm-hmm. As soon as well, he said game, now that would have been. then they hit his music. It's all about the game. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, though. I'm pretty sure Flair wasn't saying too much during this match. Except Flair. <laughs> Flair for the first five minutes looked like he was fine. Um, after that, I won't say it was uncomfortable. It wasn't that bad, but I just didn't think he was doing so well. Um, and apparently, <laughs> I'm not sure how he did it, but when he gets the figure four on at the end, Brian, apparently he passed out. Did he? <laughs> yeah. So you can watch the the playback of it at the end where Andrade it's it's all over Twitter. Andrade is trying to wake him up, you know, get him to sit mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. Flair looks up at him and goes, "I think I passed out." <laughs> you can hear him yeah. say it. I mean, come on, the guy hasn't. I say what you want. People are going to make fun, and I understand. But I thought as cool as it was to, for him to have the send off he did with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, this was even cooler. 
because he went out on his terms. And I talk about that a lot. I think it's awesome to have that opportunity. And why the hell not? You know, how many chances do you get to do something like that? Well, it's not how many chances do you get to do it. It's the fact that you're the greatest of all times and you get to do it one more time. Right. In a show that is strictly dedicated to your memory. Right. It's built for you. And like, I mean, you say what you want, but I hope that when I'm his age, I could want to, you know, do half that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how many people his age are getting in their underwear and running around and people are paying to see it? Mm. I mean, you literally, you could have brought Broken Hogan out there to the ring to, oh, help, yeah. to help Jeff Jarrett. I mean, you could have literally had a geriatric street fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could have brought Nash and Hogan, <laughs> NWO. Yep. Yeah. Like, but it was because it's Remember us? Flair. Yeah, it's Rick. I mean, you could have had Arn Anderson come out and use his left hand to throw punches the whole nine yards. <laughs> but because it was Rick Flair's send-off, it would have been okay. Arn should have did the Glock point. <laughs> would, would it have been too much to have Lex Luger roll over his toes with the wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> but I would have loved that. Like I, I, I joked about it in the in the chat. I said Hogan should be out there and hit the boot on Flair. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, that, that's the crazy stuff that would have been hilarious. But it would have been like that's yes. cool. You know, they're all out oh, there. Yeah. They're all doing it for Flair. Yes, all of it. every last stinking. Like again, Hogan hitting the boot and like his hip popping out of place, or you know, oh, like us. <laughs> this is this is the best thing ever. This is Ric Flair send off. It's the boot collapses. Oh my god! You get, you get JJ on the on the ropes, and then like as soon as somebody comes near JJ, he JJ just falls down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, you could have done a lot with it, and it would have been okay. Again, even even if Flair did pass out, right? I'm, I did, I'll have to go back and watch. Even if he does, it's okay because well, it's yeah. Rick yeah. Flair, right? right. You don't. One you only got. Time. You only got one Rick Flair. Why the hell yeah. not? You know, if you can make sure that there's doctors there just in case and all of that, then why the hell not? Hey, uh, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Gresham. Hey, he moved up. He's got that coveted number 18 spot in the PWI 500 now. I'm sure about it. Hey, you you leave Gresham alone. <laughs> he did have a good fatal four-way with uh, Takeshita, Nick Wayne, and Alan Angels. Um, Alan Angels? Boy, did he show out. That was a hell of a match. No, forget him. Takeshita is one that, that uh, world title six times, did they say? Yeah. I forget even the stupid name of the Federation. Uh, is that DDT Pro? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six times? Wow. I'm telling you, if he does not get all elite an all-elite deal, they're missing the boat. Well, yeah, or but put I, him I, in Ring of Honor. I don't know if you can right now, because he's just kind of like on loan. Yeah. So his contract would have to run out with DDT, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm staying right here." Um, 
Let's see. I'm trying to think of other standouts. The tag match between the Wolves and the Motor City Machine Guns was great. Um, God, Eddie Edwards has gained some weight. Sheesh. Meanwhile, Davey Richards looks like he's chiseled out of stone. And what the hell? Um, Killer Cross against Davey Boy Smith Jr. That was a quick match. I don't really remember much of it except that Cross won. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Mortons against, uh, the Horsemen, Brock Anderson, Brian Pillman Jr. Brian, you said it best. Let these guys quietly build a record up for the Horsemen and let's see Mm -hmm. what else they can do when you put them on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know if I would like pair them on dynamite or rampage. No, not yet. But on dark or elevation. Or ROH, yes. Uh, anytime they're on, they're at a show that's non AEW, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let them let them figure it out. Let them get better. Brock hasn't been wrestling but for so long. Let them just start to gel, and maybe if we're lucky, we get FTR Part Two. What I would really love to see would be. You know, kind of building that, let them work on the indies and work on dark and elevation and then just have Griff Garrison come out on a dynamite and confront him. We're supposed to be the varsity blondes. What? Who is this guy? What are you doing? And then it starts. That could be cool. Um, Fatal four-way with uh, Phoenix, Laredo Kid, Bandito, and Black. I used to think it was Black Taurus. No, it's Black Tarus. Yeah, Tarus. I'm getting tired of that, by the way. It's Taurus the hell no it's the <laughs> it's <roost>. the <laughs> yeah. um this match was a barn burner jeez mm. um phoenix comes out winning this i think they they give the win to phoenix just because he's the bigger name out of all of them although personally i'd have gone with bandito mm-hmm. i like bandito, i think bandito is probably just as big as ray yeah um, that's another guy he needs to be in ring of honor don't leave bandito out of that Get him on. Get him on a give, contract. Give it time. Give it time. Josh Alexander, Jacob Fatu. You know, I'm only mildly familiar with Jacob Fatu. I've seen Major League Wrestling a few times. I know it is free on YouTube. I just don't know the day of the week, but you can find it. Um, decent matchup between these guys. I did not like the way the ending happened. Although this is the night of Ric Flair, so you're gonna have. Some, some run-ins, you're going to have some things take place, and Matt Cardona and Brian Myers hit the ring, raising hell. Um, so that indicates to me Matt Cardona is healthy and ready to rock, which, hey, let's see him. Uh, let's see this continue over. I'd like to see what else he does next. That's the one thing that Cardona's done really well is mm-hmm. just make himself present just about everywhere. Um, and let's but, not forget uh, Smart Mark. Yes, yes. He is um, Smart Mark Sterling. It, the thing is, he's actually pretty good in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some matches you can find. Just hell, they've shown a few of them from their indie shows. But he sells it so well when he's pretending that he can't. It's just, I don't know what's more fun. You know, mm-hmm. watching him pretend he can't wrestle and get beat up, <laughs> or when he does and he does well. So, I mean, they just have a great trio there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever see them on AEW, all three of them together. But that could be fun. 
Oh, I, I, something tells me that somewhere along the way, Myers and Cardona are going to take another bite at the, of the apple, whether it's AEW or WWE. I think, I don't know for Myers, but I think Cardona wants that last, that last run to like put some cement on what he's done. Um, and I, I don't think he's got anything to be ashamed of is what he did with as Zack Ryder. But much like Cody, I could see him wanting to prove that, hey, I can do a main event run. You know, and, and maybe he does pull that off. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, let's see here. Going down the card. Oh, yeah. DDP shows up at the end, hits a great diamond cutter on Cardona. That did look pretty smooth. It was pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. What? The Speaking of DDP, though. I thought yes. it was funny where he jumps the chair, sits down, like I've been sitting here for three hours, and then hops the rail and then hits it on Cardona. Like, yeah, don't 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 worry about me. I've been in this chair for three hours. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, surprise! Uh, we had the Briscoes against the Von Erics. Damn, the Von Erics have gotten good fast. Um, Shane in the chat for C2C indicates, Hey, this is really a, an indication of just how good the Briscoes is. I'm prepared to agree with that. Cause it's hard to argue with that point. The Briscoes are the, one of the best tag teams to ever do it. Um, but this is a great match. I really enjoyed it. Really liked, uh, what everybody did. And I'm okay with the Briscoes coming away with the victory. It's fine with me. Von Eriks have a big, big future ahead of them. Well. Briscoes have a big, big future ahead of them, too. How much longer do you think the Briscoes are going to keep going? Uh, at least as long as their ROH contract is. Hush your mouth, Stan. I mean, 2003 is when they started. Whew. Wow. It's crazy to think it's almost 20 years from that. All right. We'll keep it moving. Triple threat match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perrazzo, Rachel Ellering, and Jordan Grace. Um, you know, I missed most of this match. Brian, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I'm, I, Rachel gets got hurt pretty quick. Uh, a little ankle, twisted ankle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Jordan and then um, Charles looking at some something on my phone. Uh, they just kind of stood there like, uh, I don't know what to do. What do we do? Did she break it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the pacing to me just got off pretty quickly. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I mean, Deanna Peraza and Jordan Grace are. I mean, they're two of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, once when when uh, that angle got rolled, I mean, they just kind of stood there for like 20, 30 seconds. Like, uh, what do we do? Is she hurt? Do we check on her? Do we, do we keep going? What are we doing here? Um, so I think they kind of just threw off the pacing of the match a little bit. Yeah, right out right out of the gate, there was like a, a roll up exchange where Ellering rolls the ankle, and that was kind of it. Everybody's trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I'm just reading the write up. 
Um, Grace wins with the rear naked choke. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of opinion on that. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, but that was what led us to the main event. You know, one thing I'll say about this event, it went by fast. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to the main event really, really fast. I was really surprised. Where it's, suddenly, it's time for the main event. And uh, what do you say about a guy like Jeff Jarrett, man? Those fans were ready to jump the rail and kill that guy. I mean, he had he had people, his wife going out there, smacking her butt in front of people. I mean, like, dude. Well, yeah, right. that, that was DeFlair's family. Was that his daughter? Yeah, that was, okay, uh, okay. I guess that's Conrad's wife. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. What a, what a dream night for Conrad Thompson, right? You're like the, the pod father for a reason, and now literally you just held what the the entire world is talking about as far as an event's concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. want to be nice, but I want to be honest. Matchup was what it was. It was exactly what you could have expected from it. Uh, Flair did a lot more work than I expected him to do. Um, only because I wasn't sure what kind of shape he was in, but right away, you get a look, and, and Flair at 73 still has big, big arms. Um, I mean, he, he – I don't think I remember seeing Flair being that that jacked. At 73 years old, that's saying something. Are you, I, Flair has never been small. No, never been small. That's very true. Right, even if you go back and look at, like – 75, 76, mm-hmm. 73. Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, you go back and look at those pictures. I mean, he just had a barrel chest. Yeah. Wide shoulders. And he was he was always muscular. I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't like Rick Rude type. You know, he was more like Jim Neidhart. Like, he was just yes. a mountain yeah. of a guy. Low He's center of gravity, big, just very, very thick dude. Stocky yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, I think the the MVP of this of this match has to be Andrade. I mean, he just the clotheslines that were getting thrown in this matchup, by the way, were stiff. Jeez, he hit a clothesline so hard on on uh, Jay Lethal. I swear he broke Lethal's jaw. Mm. Lethal powders out, and he's out for like ten minutes. He's not he's not getting back in the ring. And then Flair, you know, takes takes just a whole lot of abuse, a lot more than I thought would happen, especially when he gets busted open. And the biggest concern, apparently, from from some of his family was that he would bleed too much. Apparently, they just forgot who he is because this is Rick freaking Flair. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, honestly, though, he didn't bleed like he normally bleeds. Yeah. I mean, he got, he got, he got like red. He got covered in it, but it's not like he normally gets covered in it. Cause I agree. I would have expected, you know, just a little pinprick and he, he's gushing a bucket. <laughs> right. You know, but it really wasn't as bad as what he used to be. We get, uh, we get a lot of back and forth, a lot of, uh, I don't want to, well, what do you call it? Shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans to, towards the end of the match. I loved the ending, though. Andrade gets the knucks from Conrad. Gets in the ring and makes like he's going to do it. He's like, nope. And then he points to Flair, of course, the crowd. 
by the way, the, the, the audio of this event did not do the crowd justice. You could see they were on their feet. You could see they were screaming, but you just couldn't hear it very well. Um, Andrade points to Flair. It's time to give Flair the knucks, and the crowd goes ballistic. They're all over it. Flair gets the knucks, drops Jeff Jarrett, hits the figure four to hit the pinfall, and that's where I could only assume because he was just so tired, and I can't say I blame him because I was tired watching it. Flair passes out. Referee does, you know, we get a ref run run in from Dave Miller. Was that an old NWA Crockett referee? Mm. <coughs> no, I wouldn't think so. So I don't know though. I'd, I'd have to see his face. Maybe you're talking, yeah, you're talking, eighties. You know, the 70s, Crockett's 80s, were the eighties. Yeah. But we get we get Flair celebrating at the end. Tony Schiavone uh, at ringside to to get some words with Flair. The coolest thing that was right before that starts is whoever was in the truck. Talent, talent, get out there and surround Rick. You can hear him <laughs> screaming it. Get out there, get out there. And all of a sudden, boom, you got talent everywhere. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I guess now that you mentioned the ref, the second ref, I mean, how cool would it have been if it had been Lil Nate Or Tommy Young. Yeah, Tommy Young's what I don't I was know thinking. if Tommy would have been running. <laughs> yeah. He'd been walking briskly. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe sit just planted in the front row or something. He could be sitting beside DDP that was there the whole time. Yeah. Earl Hebner, you know, maybe Earl. Um, but yeah, it would have been cool to have little Nate out there. That would have actually been the icing on the cake. I think that would have mm-hmm. been cool. Yeah. Um, when y'all were talking about Ric Flair bleeding, just you remember his WCW days when he'd get in the ring and start yelling. Fire me! I'm already fired. Yeah, and he'd yeah. start yelling and he'd bleed just because <laughs> his he had ablated or something a couple nights before, but his skin was still soft. Like right through, he comes back. You know, he was one of the few guys who could cut a promo and bite his tongue and just keep talking and blood flying out of his mouth. Mm. Like, ah, that's just nasty. But okay, whatever. Do you, Rick? Do you? Boy, look at the times he like punched himself in the head yeah yeah you know and you could tell it's all knuckle like the way he's hitting himself you can tell us it's all it's straight knuckle oh speaking of straight knuckle during the mortons versus the uh horseman tag match ricky morton bouncing knuckles off of uh brian pillman jr's head in the corner up there doing the 10 count and you could just see his hand go blink 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 right off of wow. pillman's head I'd have been pissed. <laughs> Listen, I've always said the rock and rollers were they're cheaters. They're dirty cheaters. I've always said that. Pillman <laughs> got the shit beat out of him. He's just sitting there, you know, and it's the, the obvious 10 count. And I'm just watching. I'm like, God damn, he's really hitting him pretty hard. Yeah. Crack, crack, crack. Yeah. Like, damn it. Now, listen, uh, you're not, you're not going to do that to Ricky, right? That would be like career suicide if Ricky like pops you in the head a few good times and you're like, oh, screw it. I'm going to beat this out. old dude up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Rock and it's roll is story. now dead, right? Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Morton, by the way, got the same uh, <laughs> the same build as his dad. Kerry <laughs> Morton's great. Don't get me wrong. We, we watched him wrestle when he was 16. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, – 
I mean, he's he's clearly working in his father's footsteps. But I did notice that he took he took some kind of I want to say it was like an arm drag or something. And he rolls and you just see a stomach just kind of jiggle with him as he's rolling. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Getting jiggle with it. Yeah, really. Oh, Maybe wow. don't don't eat your dad's fried chicken anymore or something. I don't know. buddy. <laughs> We're looking this way, Robert Gibson. <laughs> Is that why Gibson didn't work with him? That's wrong. That's so wrong. <laughs> he, and Triple, he and Shawn Michaels are still trying to find the door. They said when we they said if we hit the doorknob we can go. <laughs> Where is it at? I ain't I ain't hitting the door till somebody buys something. So there's word that uh, WWE was backstage for this event filming it. There were a ton of WWE talents backstage, including the Mysterios, um, taking pictures. It's one of those situations where uh, I absolutely agree with you, Brian. A huge missed opportunity to just do a cameo. Hell, yep. even if it's just to be the corner guy for Ric Flair. Well, I mean, even even if it's not so much the corner guy, just a distraction. Like, again, yeah. you could have hit the music. He could have right. come out, which would have turned Jeff Jarrett around, mm-hmm. had Jeff yelling up the aisle at Triple H, and then Flair hits him with the brass knucks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you could have done a lot of things with him. And you know he was there. There's no doubt in my mind he was there. There's no doubt Michaels was probably there. Yeah, yeah. No doubt at all they were, I'm sure they were in attendance. I'll say this, it was a fun show. Um, I am so glad that I watched it. I had mm. I had questioned as to whether or not I was going to be able to. Um, found a way, and it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. I, I was happy to see... Um, Flair get to do what he wanted to do. Uh, that's that's my opinion. He got to do what he wanted to do, and I thought that was cool. And I, I will say again that 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 after he won and it was over, you know, I did. There was, you know, there was a little tear. Yeah, that I had to wipe away. That chapter, Ric Flair's over. <laughs> Until um, it's not. You know what, though? No, I mean, it's over. No way it's he over. Do another one. There's no <laughs> Conrad's way. Conrad's probably already getting doctors together. Can we clear Rick for another one? <laughs> <laughs> there is absolutely no way he could do another one. Especially yeah. if it's true he did pass out. Oh my God. On him. If that's I mean, true, hey. I'd, I'd be like, he'd be like, hey, uh, Ric Flair wants to wrestle you one more time. I'd be like, no, uh, uh-uh. I'm not going to be no. the guy that kills that guy. <laughs> right. I'm not punching him. Why? Yeah. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not <laughs> definitely not, not body slamming him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or a superplex. Didn't he take a superplex last night? Uh, it was. It was kind of a half. No, it was just a regular suplex. I think. As much times as he's landed on his hip, because you know, ever since his, the plane accident, he takes yeah. that superplex on the hip. How side, has he yeah. not had to have hip replacement? Well, it's going to have to, if he does have to, it's going to have to be Cody in a one finger pushover. <laughs> no, he, there's no way. He's he screwed my dad so Rhodes. many times. Yeah, there's oh no God, way he'd do that awesome. for a Rhodes. But that would have been awesome. <laughs> not for a Rhodes. If Cody had cheated for Jarrett because the Rhodes and Flair rivalry will never be over. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. We couldn't have gotten Charlotte out there 
Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. And I'm not even a big Charlotte fan, but that would have been great. And you know, I will say this, totally off the subject, just because I see it and I have ADD. As much as hard decisions I've had over the years with at the barbershop, how would Dakota Kai even begin to say, hey, I want you to dye my hair this way? <laughs> She's got an odd hairdo. It's uh, pink, black, white, a little bit of blue in there somewhere. Gray. Yeah, some gray, yeah. Like, well, what did she do? Go at closing time? And they're like, hey, what do you want? Uh, well, that'll work. No, this is the leftovers. Oh. What I'm getting ready to clean out. No, that's fine. Wanted to take a couple minutes here and talk uh -oh. about Fight for the Fallen from AEW. I don't necessarily think we need to go through every single match, but there's some big points that came out of it, and it's a great way for us to close out. Um, oh. First, well, go ahead. Which guy? Oh, I got a dipshit to talk No. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's let's speed this along. See what we got to do. Um, let's talk about FTW champion Ricky Starks successfully defends against Dan Housen. It was like ninety seconds long, um, but it's kind of what I expected. You know, I I still do hope that they give us a chance to see Dan Housen work, but uh, you know he's still great. We finally get it though. Ricky Starks says, "Nope, nope." Just like last week. Not done. I still got more to give. Give me another opponent. And uh, as we predicted, this week, last week rather, it's Hook. Hook challenges for the FTW Championship and successfully wins after choking out Ricky Starks with the red rum. Um, I'm happy for him, but what the real big news that comes out of this is what happens after this match. And I think a moment that I truly did not see coming. Ricky Starks gets a mic and cuts the best face turn promo. Starks is just such money. But it's what happens after that. His promo, it gets interrupted by powerhouse Hobbs, who beats the shit out of him. Drives him through the damn mat with that spine buster. Good lord. That punch alone. Like God. to the chin, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's crazy. All right, so let's before we go further, let's look at this. She got Ricky Starks loses the FTW title to Hook. Yeah, so that's moment one. Ricky Starks cuts this amazing promo. Moment yep. two, and Hobbs punches Ricky in the face for moment three. All right, so we're we're ten minutes, fifteen minutes in. Three big moments to set up the future AEW. Yep. Great title match between uh, Roosh and John Moxley. I really, really enjoyed it. I honestly, I wouldn't have been disappointed if they'd have had Roosh win. It was just really good, and uh, you know, I don't have any complaints about that. I'm just kind of scrolling through the results here, Brian. If there's something else that hops up off the page, I know we got Garcia and Danielson to talk about, but mm -hmm. really Roosh not much even. else happened. What's that? Yeah, Roosh is like a superstar. Yeah, yeah. He's there. There's a lot to be. What the hell is Bianca and they're slapping each other? That's stupid. Um. Oh, a uh, big big point of note: Josh Woods made his debut on AEW, who had attacked Keith Lee, who looked like he was asleep, <laughs> mm -hmm. and appears to be with Tony Nese. Yep, yep. Which is that's that's a great first challenge for uh, Swerve in Our Glory. 
that'll be a good one. Then we get to the main event. It's Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Um, damn, it was good to see Danielson back. But is it is there another guy that can sell an injury better than Danielson? Mm. He made me just legitimately concerned for his well-being, the way he sold the head, especially after that DDT on the concrete. Mm-hmm. God. Great match. Right, let, I mean, yeah, let's, let's hope he was selling. <laughs> Please, God, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, he that says that up... he was waiting for a doctor to tell him to retire. <laughs> when this on Wednesday? Well, no, when he was first suffering oh. from the concussion, um, you know, a month ago, he said that yeah. he fully expected the doctor when he came in to follow up that they were going to tell him, let's talk about your future and talk about retirement. And it turned out that he had passed all of their tests with flying colors. So yet again, Danielson's good to go. So, um, but the big story mm-hmm. is Garcia getting yeah. a clean finish over Danielson, and uh, they did it in a way that honestly I didn't expect. They finished it with a pile driver. Could we be seeing the rebirth of the pile driver as a finish? I doubt it. I mean, that would have been a smart move if, you know, if he was truly in La La Land. Mm-hmm. Just to keep dumping him on his head. Eventually, yeah. you know, it'll be lights out. Anna Jay, she beat Ruby? Where's that Friday? That, that was from Friday. Oh. Why did you sign Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho? All she does is job. It's very annoying. <laughs> very, very annoying. Ruby Not that Anna Jay Huh? Is that what she did in WWE? Pretty much. All right. Well, par for the course. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Ouch, sir. No, uh, listen, she's, she'll get her due. She'll get her due. She's the, like, she might be like the Mikey Whipwreck of AEW's oh women's division. That'd be so sad. Like, uh, she, let's she's going to keep losing, and one day she's going to win, and the crowd's going to eat it up. Ethan Page just beat the piss out of Leon Ruffin. On Rampage, by the way. Um, I did like the segment on Dynamite with uh, Lethal and uh, Sanjay, where they accept the six-man tag. And Sanjay's like, why did you let me do that? That was good. I like that. Um, That's kind of it. AEW wasn't bad this past week. It just – there's just a lot to talk about, a lot of different things. So Trios. Oh, God, the trios titles. Finally, we got to look at those and we get our first hints as to who could be competing within. Um, we get the Bucks backstage doing their deal with uh, Brandon and in walks Adam Page. Looks like uh, Adam Page trying to, you know, maybe get back with his buddies. And the Dark Order comes to uh, break up the party. Which is interesting. I'm thinking we're going to see a heel turn here by the Dark Order on Paige. <laughs> what? No, I mean, it's almost like a Hallmark moment. <laughs> you know, when they turn the corner and there he is, like, I love you guys. And then here comes the Dark Order and ruins it. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, that's why I think it's going to be some kind of a heel turn. Because, like, it's, it's Paige is yet again going to abandon the Dark Order. That's how they're going to treat it, even though the fans are going to see it as he's just getting back with his friends and the Bucks are making right with Adam Page. So I, 
it could be cool either way. I mean, it, it the way this is going to play out is, is ultimately Kenny's going to be back. We've got Adam Cole and Red Dragon. They're going to be back. So, I mean, it's just so many good trios. Although, really? Trios titles get introduced and you break up Team Taz? Really? Yeah, but I, again, if you're taking... Look, if you take Cole mm-hmm. and Paige and Omega out of the singles loop... Yeah. You need a guy like Ricky Starks in there. To fill the So, board. there was... There was a report that uh, Omega was close to coming back, but I guess we'll see what happens next. There's no real evidence just yet, but the trio's titles being introduced. Maybe that's our surefire. Hey, looks like it's happening. Well, I mean, eventually he's going to come back, right? So stop listening to Melter. No, I can't. I can't. I don't know how to quit Melter. Actually, that's not true. I haven't read Melter stuff in like forever. Um, yeah, that's nah. what I say, Rob. Mo, going the flag. That's not nice. That's All right. Proof. Brian, you said you've got a, a dipshit of the week. We got uh, oh, yeah. five and a half. This is your time. True dipshit. All right, so let me set the stage. So Saturday, I think it was Saturday. Yes, Saturday. You know, doing the thing in, in, in the Berg, in the big Fredericksburg. While, while I'm sitting at the bench waiting for my wife and daughter to be done clothes shopping, I'm just perusing Facebook. So, on the All Elite Wrestling webpage, it's not verified. It's not the, you know, AEW on TV one. Mm-hmm. There's an article that says 10 signs AW could be in trouble right now. And this guy, and I, I really hate to do it, bro. Jan Jap Abink, right, is the, the guy that uh, posted it, right? So I read it, some bullcrap article about, you know, why AW is going to falter. Okay, no big deal. So then I start scrolling. And on what culture WWE, they have the exact same article, right? Exact same article, like word for word, exact same article. But what cultures came out a day ago, a day plus, and it's written by, I don't remember the guy's name on that one. And then I go back to the first one. I'm like, hey, uh, play drives much? Like, are you that hard up for, you can't write that you got to like rip somebody off? And then you got to attach your name on it? When this guy wrote it? Yeah. So they immediately took the shit down. And uh, yeah, that's crazy. Like legit crazy that one website would like a writer so-called writer would rip off another writer not thinking anybody's going to see it wow so i found i found both articles mm-hmm. <laughs> um jod yeah whatever jan <laughs> yeah jan j jap jan jap a bink and then i found the what culture Jim-jab. yeah right it's like i don't yeah. understand <laughs> But yeah, every word for word, and, and 
while I appreciate the fact that he took out some of the ads, because Walt culture gets a little heavy with that, uh, how about no? <laughs> That's just... This is clearly I, a... Uh, and I don't know if you can see the comments. Yeah. Right? Because it was disabled before they took it off. Like, it literally disappeared. So, I don't know if you could see the comments, but this guy was actually in the comments. Like, when somebody would say something, he would have... <clears throat> it wasn't nothing smart, but he was trying to get people to buy into what he had written type comments. Aha. Uh-huh. Like, this guy is actually portraying himself off to be the original writer. And then he's like, no, no, yes, it's just my opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm like, what the fuck here, Chuck? Did you not think anybody was going to catch this? Wow. And again, I don't know if you can still see the comments. Comment section is turned off on both sites. looks like it is off on what culture and it is off on that other website. So clearly he's closed it out to make sure that nobody can comment to it. It is word for word verbatim. Um, and while I could agree that there's some things that need uh, improvement, um, that's definitely not the way to go. And to try to argue it with, with fans and go, well, you don't agree? Uh, doesn't matter if I agree. You you stole somebody else's word. Yeah, you stole it. And I you bet even you change could... the wording or anything. No, nothing. It's like the exact same. He changes the font, I think. <laughs> yeah. It does away with the ads and the pictures. Yeah. Um, I will say this as we've got about uh, 40 seconds. It, AEW does need to maybe stop using tables or start learning to cut them because, good Lord, you're going to hurt somebody. Catch up with us on social media. Rob can be found at Rob Hefner C2C. Yeah. Can be found at Vlad Dragul, V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L-C-2-C. Blah, blah, blah. Catch up with me at Stan Grubb, and the show is at C2C Radio Show and C2CRadioShow.com. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Have a great night. We're out of here. Now I hear the music. Stan Grubb finally will wash his feet. Ding, 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 ding. Tonight. <laughs> On Toe Jam today. Is it is it psoriasis or is it just bad hygiene? <laughs> oh, that's bad. He cut the music. <laughs> oh, happy All anniversary, righty. by the way. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You made it. That's so weird. It's letting us go. It's going to cut us off here in a second. I know it will. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Somebody lay down. Dog's in trouble. I don't know what she did. Oh, no. It's anniversary. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Oh, God. Maybe I'm in trouble. Didn't we start this at, like, 820? Yeah, maybe that's why. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> wait, wait. No, because like, it, it, it's two hours, and it's rolling. Weird. Yeah, but uh, oh, it doesn't have the time. I think it was a little bit later.
She's so been heard. Lay down. It's your anniversary. Way to go. Well, we had a dog. <laughs> we had listeners. <laughs> now, this is even better because, like, now you just, nobody makes sense. Apparently, the dog bit her while she was walking her or getting ready to walk her. Booker T is uh, at Raw. Look at that. How about that? How about that? Isn't that something? Hmm. Wow. All right, then. <laughs> oh, oh, she's getting, she getting violent. You should go save the dog. Yeah, I think I'm going to go save the dog. All right, Gentlemen. Dude, if, if we're early, we're early. Suck it, fans. <laughs> hey. You can't have Grand Slams all the time, okay? Fans, I wouldn't say that. That's Brian. (laughs) And I say that. Suck it. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm-hmm. 